Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. As I mentioned in the last podcast, beyond 20,000 listeners now. Much appreciated. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossom. We're going to talk some football in Louisiana. Jamar Chase, Leonard Fournette, Drew Brees. Got some NFL football, some college football. A story that just broke. Uh, Tyler Shelvin will also leave LSU, as did Jamar Chase. We will not discuss that, as uh, he and I's portion's already ready to go. And I'm cutting the open now, so I'm adding that in for you. Please share this podcast with all of your friends. Lots of hard-hitting, straightforward opinions, as always, from Trey Blossman and myself. Trey will even have some NBA comments. Hey, don't forget to connect on social media. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram account. We're going to hear a quick message, then we'll be back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman, talking a lot of football for you and a little NBA after this pause. Talking sports with TK. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Doing talking sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman. Another episode of Sports Takes. As I mentioned, we're going to bounce all around football in Louisiana, if you will, and a few other things we'll mix in and have some fun. Again, appreciate you listening to this podcast and, and ask you to please share it with your friends. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you? Tommy, I'm doing great. Happy Monday to you. Yeah, the end of the month, a uh, new page into September uh, come tomorrow. We're sitting here on Monday evening, the 31st, and news today that had been circling around for a couple of days, but it was confirmed today, Jamar Chase, wide receiver uh, for LSU, will not play this season, not necessarily pandemic-related. He's projected to be a top-10 pick in next year's NFL draft. He will sit out, not play for LSU, and prepare for the NFL draft, a preseason All-American, and had to be considered the number one guy from Miles Brennan and the offense uh, from the wide receiver perspective. But he will not play for the LSU Tigers this year. Trey Blossman, your thoughts? Tommy, I I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to think about this. Obviously, as a Tiger fan, it's a little bit upsetting. The best wide receiver in the country, somebody that Miles Brennan would have really liked to have out on the field. Mostly I feel bad for Miles Brennan. I feel bad for the LSU offensive coaches, and I feel bad for his teammates. I can't get inside of his head. I'm not going to say that it's a bad decision. Uh, I think it's an unpopular decision amongst Tiger fans. I read his release of today, and while it sounded good, it said absolutely nothing. But he doesn't owe anybody an explanation. Uh it is what it is. This whole COVID thing has been a blur to me when you recognize that tomorrow is September 1st there at the opening. Think about that. We started this craziness really on March 12th was when things got really weird. We speculated as to whether there would be football in the fall. It's now the fall. 
We both watched a college football game the other night that was pretty entertaining. Maybe we'll talk about that in a little while. But it was supposed to start for real this weekend. There'll be a fraction of the number of games that there was supposed to be. And LSU, which uh, won't kick off for another, what, three or four weekends, uh, we'll have to wait. But at least there is football on the horizon. It'll be without Jamar Chase. Uh, I wish him well moving forward. I thank him for his time at LSU. Yeah, I'm not going to pass any judgment. He Only Jamar Chase knows what's best for Jamar Chase and his family and, and whatnot. Uh, so you, you wish him well and you move on. You know, LSU, if you look, this has been flying all over social media, the two-deep chart when they played the national championship game, most of them guys are gone, uh, including Justin Thomas, who is projected to be a defensive uh, line starter. He enrolled at UAB today over in Birmingham, Alabama. And Chief K. McClendon, a junior college transfer, has entered the transfer portal. But here's the deal. Last year, when I accurately predicted LSU to go 12-0, and I did it because I thought they had a tremendous amount of talent on the roster and depth on the roster, second- and third-team guys that could start in a lot of places. I know Jamar Chase will be big shoes to fill. However, I do think they'll fill it. They got wide receivers galore at LSU and talent galore. Will it be a learning curve with a new quarterback and all that? Yeah, that, that's all part of it. So, I, I again, I, I'm not passing judgment on Jamar Chase. He's got to do what he thinks is best. Ed Orgeron and the football team will move forward without him. And as Coach Orgeron likes to say, hey, next man up. Somebody else is going to get an opportunity and uh, see if they can make the most of it. They might not become an All-American, or they might. We don't Look, know that. So I'll tell you whose stock will certainly rise here, Tommy. It's Terrace Marshall. As he goes from the number two to the number one guy, he was the bigger recruit of the two coming in. He's had some injury problems. He's a bigger and stronger guy than Jamar Chase is. I think he'll do very well. Somebody I thought was going to have a big season is going to have an even bigger season, and that's Racy McMath. And also, I think this also opens the door for a lot more playing time for Trey Palmer, who has worked with Miles Brandon on the second team a lot. So that's good for him. And we got two freshmen coming in. And we've got other depth at the position. Uh, John Trey Kirkland, I, I think we're pretty loaded there. You hate to lose the best wide receiver in the country, but that's at a position, if we're going to lose somebody, that we could probably most afford to lose. We'll see what happens. You're listening to Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Chrysan. Please share this podcast with all your friends. Trey, another bit of news today, somewhat LSU-related, uh, former LSU football player in St. Aug of New Orleans, Leonard Fournette. After three seasons in Jacksonville, he had his best numbers last year. He was released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. They said they tried to trade him, couldn't get a sixth-round, seventh-round pick for him. He has been released, or he's on the waiver wire, and I'm that means somebody can pick him up. If nobody picks him up, then he's a free agent. Uh, but Leonard Fournette, it never got going correctly in the locker room. A lot of stuff being written today. How he does not love football. He doesn't work as hard as you might have to work to be, you know, consistently successful in the NFL. Running backs are a dime a dozen in the NFL. The, the, the NFL as it exists today is a passing league with quarterbacks, wide receivers, and left tackles. It's not Walter Payton and Emmett Smith and Eric Dickerson and all the greats that played for years and years. That's just not the landscape of the NFL anymore. Here's the measuring stick. 
does someone claim Leonard Fournette off the waiver wire or does someone sign him as a free agent? And uh, that'll tell us whether he's that bad of a person in the locker room or maybe the Jaguars just wanted to clean house. Your thoughts? Well, Tommy, there's a question here that I have and I don't know the answer to it. I wish I did. If he's claimed off, claimed off waivers, does his existing contract remain in force? Yes, it does. Well, then nobody will claim him. They will yeah, wait. And he'll, he'll have his choice to sign as a free agent, which is good for him. But the bad part is he loses that great contract. Good for him. He's young enough to prove that he could still play in the league. You mentioned maybe he doesn't have the desire to work hard. I ask you this question. Is his physical are his physical skills and blessings enough so that he never had to work hard? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, I, I think he he will be ultimately judged. You know, we, we don't know if his career in the NFL is over, but he was a man with boys at LSU. Everybody remembers the Auburn game when he just tore them up, ran them over, ran past them the whole bit. You know, and I, I just don't know if it is translated well into the NFL. Time will tell. There's a list today of all the people that were drafted after him who have become big-time players. Uh, he was the fourth pick in the first round back in the day. Again, I don't think the story's over. We got to see what happens the rest of the way. But I think he sealed his fate in Jacksonville when he, you know, when Cam Newton was a free agent. He was very vocal about, we got to get Cam Newton. We need him as a quarterback. Well, Leonard Fournette, you're not the GM. You're not the president of the team. You know, that that's for those guys to decide, right or wrong. That's, that's for them to decide. And, of course, Gardner Minshew, the current quarterback, was not happy about that. Goes back to the whole thing about he's not a good locker room guy. And and, and I'll say this. I, I said this on a uh, Internet thing I did with Ronnie Rance on Sports Shorts Daily today. You know, it could be the old change of scenery thing. Maybe motivates him, fires him up. He wants to get back at Jacksonville. You know, if the Bears land him or the Patriots land him, he might go in there with a, a, a new motivation and tear it up. I don't know. Time will tell. But it kind of surprised a lot of people that he was cut, you know, with a couple of weeks before the season yeah. opens in the NFL. It, it didn't surprise me at all, Tommy. Me neither. Uh, and I'll tell you that to answer my own question, I don't think he ever had to work that hard. And now he's in the NFL and he's not a, bo a man amongst boys. He's a man amongst men. And if he wants to have a continued career in the NFL, he's going to have to kick himself in the ass, have some self-discipline, and get out there and work hard and play. My guess is a conversation or two with Teron Matthew might do him some good. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, a big story out of New Orleans, uh, tearing up social media. Uh, I've been, I'm more active on social media than you, I think, in the big picture. And I've been more active in the last couple of months due to the, the, the whole pandemic thing. Drew Brees, he is getting scorched. He is getting blistered. He's getting fried on the Internet uh, on the heels of walking back his patriotic comments about kneeling for the flag. He puts the name tape sticker on the helmet the other day of the guy shot in Kenosha, Wisconsin, before he knew all the facts, the details and the information surrounding that situation and that particular person. He has been called a coward. He has been flat out blistered. Today he was at practice in New Orleans. Monday the 31st had Breeze back on the tape across the top of the helmet as they normally do. So he did change it. Uh, I don't know the details behind that. I'm also surprised he has not made any comment because, Trey, I'm telling you, 
you know, and social media is an, a, a, a bedroom for emotion. Everybody's got a thought and an opinion and all that. And, and a lot of it is negative. I'll admit that. However, they went after him on all avenues. People who I know well who are diehard Saints fans saying they're done, never watch another Saints game, can't can't put up with that when he's going to put a, a, a rapist uh, who assault, sexually assaulted a, a, a young person and Breeze is going to put his name on his helmet without getting more info. Um, you know, it all depends on what people do. A lot of people can say, I'm never going to watch a game. Let's see if they really do it. But I really believe Drew Brees, I think he owes an explanation or, or he owes some kind of comments, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just blows it off and hopes it goes away and something else knocks it off the top of the storyline. I don't know, but I was extremely disappointed. And again, on the heels of walking back his patriotic comments about his grandfather in the war and the flag and the anthem, you know, he caved to the bulliness of those who didn't agree with him in his own locker room and other members of the NFL. And now he does this with the, the, the shooting victim in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Drew Brees, I think your legacy took a scar, dude. Well, Tommy, uh, he's got two strikes. He's, he's in the batter's box and he's 0-2. And he's uh, facing Nolan Ryan, okay? He's in trouble. Uh, I, I, When I was thinking about this this weekend, I, I don't know why, but the term caved man, not caveman, but caved man came to mind. He caved when he said he wouldn't kneel for the anthem and some of his outspoken radical uh, black teammates blistered him then, and he totally caved on that. He didn't really explain anything. He just changed his mind. Now, the whole team decides, or as I read some speculation this weekend, Gail Benson decides that they're going to wear that sticker on the helmets, as I did Friday when we recorded a podcast. I'm not going to say the guy's name. He's a thug who was trying to kidnap three kids from a woman he had previously sexually molested. He had a knife. He was resisting arrest. End of story. The guys yeah. deserved what he got. Okay. And I, uh, I purposely, I purposely didn't say his name either. Yeah. I uh, look whether seven shots in the back was a little bit much. I, I don't know. I'm not that policeman. Well, uh, and I you don't, don't know, know the situation, but but look, the guy's not innocent, and he's certainly not someone whose name you should be putting on the helmet of every player on your team, Tommy. Well, speaking we, we of know that, that we know that much. That's in really, really poor taste, particularly after. Uh, now, I'll save this till we get to the other issue. I'll just leave that right there. Well, and you know that takes us walks us right into the NFL. Comes out today. They're going to let the guys put stuff on their so jerseys like the NBA did, the social messages or whatever you want to call it. And then on the padding right above the neck, on the bottom back of the helmet where you would normally have Saints or Cardinals or Rams or whatever the team name was, they're going to be able to put the names of people who were shot by policemen. Now, several years ago, when those cops were murdered in Dallas, and I was in Dallas when that occurred, um, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, led by Jeremy Witten, they tried to get the names of those murdered and do, do something on their helmet or uniform uh, to memorialize them, and the NFL would not let them do that. Tommy, they, situation. They, they had helmet decals that they wanted to use that were 
arm in arm is what they were called and it was to support the, it was to support the policemen in Dallas who were murdered they weren't just killed they were targeted murdered. and murdered by black lives matter and now the NFL caving in and wants to let all of this stuff happen i tell you the NFL you know we know there's not going to be fans in most situations or limited fans Oh, yeah, man, it, uh, they, I think they're trying to – they're imploding is what they're doing. And I don't know if you can unscramble the egg here. I mean, if they do all of this on that opening weekend, you know, hey, we'll see. Unintended consequences can sometimes be a bitch. We'll just have to wait and see on that. Tommy, uh, you, have to, you have to wonder how a league, a corporation, if you will, a tax-exempt corporation now getting involved in politics – Hey. Ding, ding, ding. Somebody needs to pay attention to that one, right? right. Uh, how they could be so tone deaf. Well, how in the world could they be missing the mindset of the American people so badly? Or are they so arrogant that they don't care? I don't think they care, but they're going to care when it affects the bottom line. Here's the deal we've said this on previous podcasts. You watch the NFL to watch great football players play football. Uh, you buy the TV package. You buy the hat and the shirt. You go, you go to a game. You, you know, whatever you're going to do. You, you know, you read about your team because you want football. You don't want politics. Okay. You, you watch the NBA because you can see great basketball and some of the greatest athletes in the world. You know, you watch baseball to see baseball. And I know politics and sports sometimes crosses the line. I get that. Hollywood learned a tough lesson in the last decade or so that, you know, nobody really cares about them, you know, other than to watch them on the big screen or in the movies or on Netflix or wherever they're at now. I don't even pay attention to all that. But uh, the NFL, we're going to address this again in a couple of weeks because we're less than two weeks from the NFL season starting. We'll see what happens with that. Speaking of football, Trey Blossman, Central Arkansas, Austin P. last Saturday night over in Montgomery, Alabama. First play of the game, boom, 75-yard touchdown. A dramatic that, that was finish. quite a run. That was quite a run, by the it way. It was a dramatic finish. The late Two very late touchdowns, a two-point conversion. You and I both accurately gave out the pick of Central Arkansas, minus four. They won by seven. So we're one and zero. It was an unofficial free pick, but we threw it on people. We'll take it, and uh, it was good to see college football. And I think that sent a message to the rest of this country that yes, this can happen. No doubt it can happen, and both teams played well. It was a well played game. It was an entertaining game. I'll say this: if Central Arkansas's quarterback would have tucked the ball a few times and run, it wouldn't have been that close. He threw incompletions five or six times when he could have run for 20, 30 yards. Uh, and he's an athletic enough guy that he could have done that. But I, was, thir- I thoroughly enjoyed the game. Tommy. Yeah, I enjoyed it, too. I, I fell asleep before the end, but I did enjoy it. Trey Blossom. Let, let, me say, let, me, let me say one more thing on it. I, I was watching it pretty much over the NBA playoff game. I was going back and forth, to be fair. But I watched probably 70% of that college game against 30% of that NBA game in the same time slot. Trey Blossom, as we wrap up this episode of Sports Takes, do you have any comments on the NBA or anything else as we put a wrap on this Monday, August 31st episode of Sports Takes? 
Tommy, a couple things real quick. Uh, Anthony Davis saying that the players will still walk out if the Board of Governors doesn't do what they promised to do. I don't know what they promised to do. I don't think the players are going anywhere, but they sure are making a lot of noise. Uh, secondly, the Dallas Mavericks were knocked out yesterday, four games to two by the L.A. Clippers. A lot of talk about Luka Doncic. Is he, you know, people have said he's a rising star. He was not the first or second player picked in the draft. He was a European star. He won the European championship at 19. And everybody said he had a lot of promise, made the all-star team this year. I'm going to tell you right now, as of today, this 21-year-old kid is one of the top five players in the NBA. I think his stat line yesterday read 38, 9, and 9. His number two guy, Kristaps uh, Porzingis, was out. Uh, Seth Curry did not have a good game. Tim Hardaway Jr. did not have a good game. Uh, Maxi Kleber didn't have a good game. Luka was pretty much keeping his team in the game by himself against what a lot of people think is the best team in the NBA, the Clippers. If you've never seen that guy play, uh, if the NBA ever has games on TV again next year or moving forward, you might want to check that guy out. All right. Sounds good, Trey. Look, I've got an idea. We don't have time today, but in a future podcast, I've got an idea on what the NBA, MLB, the NFL, NASCAR, and HL, I got an idea how if they're really serious about this social justice stuff, I got an idea of some things they ought to do instead of say. But again, we're going to save that for another podcast. That wasn't meant to be a tease. It just came to me as I was listening to Trey speak. Once again, we want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast. Appreciate each and every one of you. Share it with all your friends. Share it on social media. And uh, we're going to increase the frequency of the podcast now that there's a whole lot of more sports activity going on at all different levels. And uh, Trey and I certainly enjoy doing it. 